You are now watching the Biz to Biz podcast with Alan and Justin. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Justin live from B2B Vault, the Biz to Biz podcast, sponsored by Nationwide Payment Systems, hosted by this guy, the Johnny Carson of payment processing himself, Alan Kopelman. And in today's podcast, we'll be answering a question What does success mean to you? Um, it's kind of a it's a loaded question. Um, you know, there's a lot of different answers, a lot of different ways you can uh, look at success. And uh, we think, thought that, you know, for 2024, starting off, um, you know, what's that look like to us? What's, what does that look like to me? What does it look like to Alan? Um, what does it look like for Nationwide Payment Systems, B2B Vault? And, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. That's the, that's the one thing. Uh, but yeah, man, how you doing? I'm doing good. So, you know, we're getting up, finishing up the month of January. It's going fast. Yeah. It's amazing. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, lots of stuff going on. Lots of new stuff going on. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, just staying busy. I'm plugging away at that uh, digital marketing certificate. One, one module at a time. Okay. Just finished the first section. I saw that. Congratulations. Yeah, I was telling Samantha, I was like, I got a score like a 95 or something on yeah. that. I need, to, I need to take it a little bit more serious. Oh, only 95? That's not good enough? Well, it's good. It's it's bad. But I wasn't really trying. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't. So you think, like, if you paid attention, you'd get 100%. Oh, yeah, easily. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's all the stuff. It's Nothing's changed. In the past 15 years. Well, I think like the, you know, the, the base, foundation. Yeah, the foundation hasn't changed. The, and that's what the start of it changed. was, just yeah. the, the foundation of digital marketing and e-commerce. So, like, hopefully, in the, there's like, I think there's seven sections right. to, the, to the certificate. Yeah. So, I'm on part two, okay. and there's like modules within there, you know, different sections or whatever, you know, they call them modules. But... So maybe I'm sure there's going to be something I learned. Okay. I'm, I'm, it's from Google. Like it's, it's on Coursera and it's a Google program. The people who are teaching the course, they work for Google. So let's maybe I'm, that maybe somewhere hidden in there is a secret that. Yeah. I mean, you only get if you I got it. notes, you know, I was taking notes. About okay. it, we'll see. I, I don't know. But yeah, so I'm doing that and, you know, a lot of my shoulders feeling better. I'm going next week, Thursday for a, to become more, more of a mutant. Uh-oh. Yep. Going to get another injection. So. Oh, Dr. Stein. Dr. Stein from the Non-Surgical Orthopedic Center. Shout out to you guys. Hopefully we can get a payment, you know, get a credit card machine in there. To pitch them when you go I'm in there. Say, hey. think I'm not. Say. Yeah, tell no, him. No, I'm not going to mention. Him, give him some guilt about my mom's been going there for years. I, yeah, I will. I'm going to have to do that. Um, and then uh, got some other appointments, got some blood work stuff just to, you know. Got to keep up with the health, you know. The, yeah. You know, part of. Health is wealth. Yeah. Part of being, you know, part of, you know, owning a business or running a business, whether you're a manager or you're. You know, in charge of an area within a business, 
you know, you, you have to, you have to look at all things like your personal life, your, your health, you know, physical activity, mental. mental active, mental health. You got to look at all aspects of your life. You know, it's also funny. Like I have discussions with my brother a lot. You know, we talk about, he's an accountant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about business, you know, I remember one conversation years ago, you know, I used to always tell him, he goes, oh, I'm going to steal that saying because I told him, you know, figures don't lie, but liars sure can figure. Mm -hmm. You know, he liked that one. And, you know, one day he was giving me a tidbit and we were talking about different businesses. And he was like, you know, people, some people are running a business and some people run like a, he calls it a lifestyle business. So their business, they're running their business, but they're draining like the cash flow to keep up their lifestyle. Right. But they're not growing. They're not, you know, if something, if a hiccup happens in the business, they're done. <clears throat> it's a big hiccup for them because they're not keeping a ton of cash on hand to handle things. Right. Because they're sucking everything out, you know. And it's a lifestyle, so that becomes a lifestyle business. You know, and there's that, a lot of those around. Yeah, there's a lot, and a lot, a lot of people. You know, they don't think about that when they're in business about you know how that going to affect like later on or a lot of changes. times. I think they're you know they're young, you know, well, or they're in their like midlife crisis and they're trying to keep up with the the younger kids. No, it's I've just, seen it all. I've seen. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Like, you know those those guys who who are like hitting up every happy hour. Like, yeah, we're gonna go network, but really, you're just an alcoholic. And well, they're just out partying, and exactly. they're not really doing any business. No, they're alcoholics. <laughs> no, but some but some people step in it, you know, and they're doing tons and tons of. They're making their business is making tons of money, but then you know, I mean, I know some guys that just. I can't, dude, like, I have, if I had, bro, if I had two beers today yeah. after work, right? I would wake up tomorrow morning, yeah, possibly with a headache and really feeling tired. I would be sick. That's, for That's sure. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how the hell, I, I get it when you're like 20, 26, you know, up to like you're 30, but how do these guys, I, you know, I'm talking, you know, who the kind of guys I'm talking about, the guys listen, your age. Listen, we had some guys here at the office, those young guys, they lived in, they didn't have a house. They had no, <laughs> they address. literally, they were, li they, they Airbnb'd across, they were airbnb like across basically the U.S. and the Caribbean. The one guy had said he had a one house though. They had one apartment in New York. I yeah. Think. That an apartment in yeah. New York In New York. They had that, like a place where they all would like, just, I don't know. That was weird, but yeah, man, those kids, I get it. Like that's, Cool. Like they can get away with that. They don't have any responsibilities. Right. You know, they're not raising kids. They can go and party. No, but it's also night. a lifestyle business because they're out. definitely a lifestyle business. Right. They're just taking all the cash flow and spending it. And Which then at the end of the day, stupid. when you go, sit down and you need to be doing some stuff like, oh, I want to buy a house or I want to <laughs> buy a car. You never establish any credit. You never right. saved a dime. You don't have a savings account. You didn't set up a CD. You didn't set up anything. You didn't buy yeah. any stock. No IRA. No IRA. No yeah. anything. I mean, come on. Uh, I shouldn't talk. But <laughs> 
That shit happens, dude. Because, I mean, I, I don't have any of that stuff, but you know what I mean? I'm working towards it. Things are getting different. You know, things are better. Um, but anyway, man, success. Whew. What notes did you write about success? Um, so, like, when you think of success, right, when I think of success, the typical thing is money, cars, clothes, the wife, you know, the property, the big house, the big office, you know what I mean, uh, with the nice overlooking view. Now, that's success, not to me, right? So but I've like that, the perception of, yeah, you know, like my, for instance, when I owned, ran my business, digital marketing, people thought I was so successful. Like I was just ridiculously loaded, right? Because, oh, well, Justin, you know, he can go and do whatever he wants. You know, he's in New York or he, you know, he picks his kids up whenever he needs and stuff like that. But they don't understand the sacrifices you make when, when, well, that I was making. Yeah. Because success to me was being able to raise my kids the first 15 years of their right. lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like being around if my daughters got sick at school or they needed feminine products, I was able to get up and go and do that. Right. Having a nine to five. Well, working with Alan, you know, he's very awesome. And he, you know what I mean? He's understanding he has kids. So he knows what it is to be a dad. And he's not a dickhead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, like, you know, like the six, that was the success that I had isn't measurable in a sense to what other people. Yeah, but, it, but sometimes when you went, sometimes when you have a, you know, if you're if you own a business and you have the type of business where you can create your own hours, then you can create your hours around what you what you need to do. Oh, That's believe the, me, it was a lot of late nights, bro. Yeah. You know, like I would typically get the, the bulk of my work done after dinner when the kids were in bed, you know, right. and I'd be up till three o'clock in the morning building websites no it's like sometimes i come in here late in the morning but i'm up at six o'clock in the morning doing working. stuff for a couple hours and then i need a break exactly and then, I'm, then i'm in the office so or sometimes you know i have a bunch of work i i have to do and it's got to get done at night or on the weekend so those are you know tasks that i'm not going to there's some tasks that i'm not going to uh farm out right right so um, you know, that's what you have to do, but, you know, you know, to, you know, also success is, you know, watching your kids grow up, become young adults and Dude, then go out and be successful. That's what I'm saying. Like there's, I have like some, I would, Dude, I went on camping trips with my kids and I brought my laptop with me, of course, you know, and when I'd have the hot spots, so I'll drink your coffee. Uh, <laughs> uh, having my coffee. You're having your coffee. Uh, I brought shout out to Gail from my one of the family friends. He brought me some uh, Blue Mountain coffee from Jamaica. I don't drink coffee, but it's instant coffee, and I thought of Alan, so he's he's indulging in that. Shout out to you, Gail. Thanks. We'll see if I can feel the hair grow on it, my head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, because I mean, I I was able to do a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? But again, that takes away from what. You're earning. Right. You know what I mean? So 
That's why success comes in many different forms. You know, yeah. it comes in all different and forms. I'm, I'm wealthy in more ways than one, right? Like I always, my thing is I'm the richest man on the planet. I just don't have any money. Okay. Like I have my kids, they love me. Yeah. We, you know, we go through it. I love you guys. But anyway, like, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of it, it's, it's, it was, uh, it was, to me, it was all worth it. You want to know what one of my friends told me? What's that? Who's a much older than me. He was, he was telling me, he goes, oh, all through my life, you know, he struggled. And he goes, then when he hit his 50s and, and into his 60s, he goes, that's when he made like the bulk of his money. Well, when you look at. And he said, I mean, because I was, he became like very established in what he was doing. Yeah. And that's when he like hit like he started to hit like a big stride where it was. Boom, 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 boom. And he hit like a big stride in business. It, it's funny. I, I kind of feel that coming. Right. Right. Um, a lot of people. Well, if you look at like these people who are running the country right now. Yeah. In our successful business owners. Yeah. Typically, most of them were in their 40s when they made their first million. Right. Right. Or even when they even started the business. Right. Like Walmart. He was 43 years old or something like that. Um, I can't remember all the guys, but typically, you know, it's like, I mean, I feel like I lived a whole lifetime. Right. And not, so every, that, not everybody does uh, did like step in it. Like Mark Cuban sold a couple of dot well, Yeah. I mean, look at, there's a bunch of other people. Right. Yeah. I mean, but I'm saying like people who have really set up like these huge corporations in America, you know, a lot of them were older. Yeah. They were in their early forties. Right. Some in their early fifties, right? Yeah, and and that's when life changed for them. So I think it's all about mindset, and you know what I mean. And my first half of my life was hard, okay. And uh, but I'm not dead, so what? I can't just quit. You know what I mean? I got I got kids to raise. I got grandbabies to go, and I got a, two grandsons. That I got to get ready to be the best baseball players ever. So, yeah, man, there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, but anyway, man, enough with the fam. But success is family, though. It's hard yeah. to not talk about success with family, yeah. isn't it? Because I'm sure you could relate a lot. You were able to do stuff with your kids. Yeah, I was able to do stuff with my kids after I got out of the restaurant business. Exactly. Which was absorbing all my time. And I got to spend time with them while they were growing up and go to their games and plays and music recital listen all you, of that stuff it's crazy right when you see when you think about it like a lot of times i would go you didn't ever see the dads right because what were the dads doing oh yeah i would be at like my kids stuff and everybody be like huh what there's like a dad here exactly <laughs> and sometimes it was awkward a lot of yeah. times because i would be the my wife's a teacher so she wasn't able to she doesn't have that flexibility right she couldn't just go and do stuff so i was always there soccer practice whatever yeah, piano I was, lessons i still remember taking my kids to story time at the library exactly. story time at the bookstore i had my nighttime time I was, that was, my time was at nighttime i used to laugh because you know it's like a lot of moms there <laughs> yeah It'd be like the only there'd be like maybe one other dad most yeah. of the time no dads but, you know, it's important to spend dads time. dads are out there getting to the bag, man. We got to get the money. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> Shout out to Wu-Tang. 
You know, it's crazy. Like, you know, like when I was a chef, one of my favorite shows to watch is Hell's Kitchen. Right. <laughs> so I, I was just asking. I can't believe that that guy is still relevant. Gordon Ramsay. Why? Just because uh, he yells and curses. He actually like this past season. He was it was the most he was the most calm that I ever seen him this last season of Hell's Kitchen because it really didn't have. There was a couple people that did some like really bonehead stuff, but not as bad as in the past where he just like he didn't lose it. Yeah, just lost it, threw everybody out of the kitchen, breaking plates, F word bombs everywhere. Right. And then after the show was over, I was watching the show and I was really it was the theme was, um, you know, the American dream. So whatever, there was one guy on the show actually reminded me of Justin. He came in second place. He's still a winner. Second place is good. Yeah. And he got into the final. And the kid that won immigrated to the U.S. from Ireland. Actually lives in Miami. Shout out to Ryan from Hell's Kitchen. I don't know if he'll hear the podcast. Maybe we can tag him. Mm -hmm. And uh, so in the end, he came down to the final two. And the other guy, I'm not going to remember the kid's name. His They had his daughter and his parents come to see him. Nice. And then for Ryan, they had his wife come. They probably flew her from Miami. And his dad, they flew him in from Ireland. Cool. So that was really cool. And then why did the guy remind you of me? He had a big beard. Oh. And he and he, and he also was he from you talking about Adam? No. From Milwaukee? No, not Adam. No, it was just this past season. It just finished the other day. There was a guy from Milwaukee on there. Maybe. With a really big beard. He had tattoos? <laughs> no, this guy had a big beard, but he was from I think his name was Jonathan. He was from LA oh, area. Okay. And um, yeah, there was a guy named I can't remember his last name, but he opened a place called Egg and Flour oh, in Milwaukee. Cool. And well, that wasn't this past season. Then. I think it was the season before. So, but let me finish. So then, at the end, whatever they're at the door, and I'm thinking, oh, this rot. You know, I could just see that this Ryan guy had really good control of the kitchen and everything. Cool. So he ended up, you know, he won, and he whatever. He was very humble about the whole thing. And then after the show, I look up, you know, to see who he is. What is he doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he's li still living in Miami because the show was filmed two years ago <laughs> and they just put it on TV now. Wow. I'm like, that's weird. Like they filmed it two years ago and he won Hell's Kitchen and he had to keep it a secret for two years. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't now I wonder if he's going to take the job with, uh, you know, like all these people that were on the show. They couldn't tell anybody they were on the show. And then the show aired, you know, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because I look back to see like how many people were like successful from Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. It's always interesting to see. You know, I'm sure the some restaurant, people, man, I, those guys, dude, the, who, the, the, the chefs that make it and really like. Our flourishing, man. Shout out to you guys. Because yes. my wife is constantly trying to... Everyone wants us to open a food truck. Don't open a food truck. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Don't worry you. about it. I I, I deaded it again on Sunday. I said, who is going to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and do all the prep? Listen, I was a chef for 20 years. I worked in restaurants. There's no money in clubs, that shit. Hotels. I had my picture in well, the newspaper. You were making money. That's different because you're a head chef. That's different. But for us trying to start a... No, and I owned a and I owned a restaurant. It was pretty rough. It was a rough, uh, 
It was it was rough. I would never open another. When people tell me they want to open a restaurant, I go, not a good idea. <laughs> you know, you're not going to spend any time with your family unless you've got a bunch of business partners. Right, and you're mega rich and Somebody's already. got a bunch of money, and you're going to be able to control. And it's an investment for you, right? Yeah, but you still got to have controls, and you got to – because, you know, you can't just have everything go off the rails and bad food being served and, and all that. <laughs> and the restaurant business is even harder today than it was, you know, years ago because now we have labor shortages to deal with. And I see all these – I mean, I see these – there's a guy I was showing Justin on Instagram, right, about how many all these restaurants closing up all over the place in South Florida. I see. And, that. Then, and then people are coming in right at, you know, you know, these places go out of business. And then I somebody new goes it. in. You know, sometimes Alan sends me stuff and I'm just getting up. But I did. I, I was I, I like watching it. I like. You know, restaurant. But it was. Rest, what is it? Restaurant tour. No, but it was interesting. Like. You know, that just shows you like, you know, people go out of business and somebody else comes in constantly. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a uh, circle. And, so, and but, you know, the other problem is, is because they don't have enough help. All these places are getting beat up by the health department for cleanliness. Listen, you own a restaurant is next to godliness. Listen, you own a restaurant. You need to clean today. You need to clean. You need to figure out how to get a better point of sale system, technology. get a kiosk, get pay and order at the table. Use the technology at your disposal. Yeah. Man. Spend money. Spend money. If, if You know, you're not going to be able to get enough employees. Spend money on technology. And any business that you're in, Ivan, Justin gets mad at me. So as I always ask him, I say, oh, do you need this? We'll pay for it. You know, because anything, if I can pay for something, that's going to streamline my job. Right. To make sure. To I make mean, I get, I don't get mad at you. It's just like, I don't need it. I know you don't need it, but right. still, but if it's going to save time. If it saves time, you know, if I, if I look at it and it's like something that's actually useful, right? most of the time we end up going through it. But if there's something that's going to that's it's going to take me longer to learn a new, it's just not worth it to me. No, I get it. You, that's why you, you have can, to. But you can teach this old guy new tricks. No, but you have to look at things and you have to measure like, okay, if I spend this money on this technology, how's it going to help my business? Right. How's it going to bring? What's some, the ROI on Right. But sometimes, you know, like your point of sale system is almost like another employee because let's say it does all your reports and your sales tax and your liquor tax and your tobacco tax or whatever kind of tax you need to have or it it calculates all your payroll and it, you know whatever whatever that is you know in your business when all of that can save you a ton of time which is saving you money right which time is, means is money you're making more money so well it's going to you know if you can alleviate certain tasks Right. Right. Like I'm working with some guys now and they have this restaurant buying co-op. That's right. Cool. So that they can help their business is to help smaller restaurants get set up with um, get set up through them. And then they're going to have, you know, 50 restaurants buying and then they're, they're able to negotiate lower pricing from the produce company and the meat company and the. This company and that company. See, that's another thing. Like, just just thinking about that. Like, we're the vendors to get the food for the 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 the, the vegetables and the meat for the food truck. No, I love Justina. I love you so much. You'd be going to Restaurant doing. Depot, I'm buying stuff. 
I am not, a friend of mine. He has a food truck. He's trying to. He's been trying to sell it to me for years. <laughs> it's brand new. He never even launched it. Uh, one of my friends sitting in a storage warehouse out in the middle of Wisconsin. I'm sure there's a bunch of them in Miami sitting around. Right. Hey, food trucks for a while was like the big rage, and then during COVID, food trucks got crazy because it was like because they were like outside. So a lot of people started going to these like food truck things, but I think kind of the the novelty of it is kind of wore off a little bit. Yeah, I agree. There's there, uh, there's only so many different kind of egg rolls you can eat. And I mean, down here in South Florida, it's either you're eating Jamaican food, Colombian food, or what? what? No, like we used to have this Nicaraguan. Cl- we had a client that had these food. He had this food truck and in seafood. He, we had, he had these food trucks, and what he used to do was he used them for, like, catering. So he had, like, No, that's one, cool. Like, you take it to a wedding or something? That's yeah, smart. Like, he would take – that's what he would do. So he had one, like, a dessert truck, one that's for smart. something else, and one for something else. And then people would have that, like, at the – you know, for events, all types of events. Like, one would be making, like, little slider burgers and slider chickens. And then the other one was making, you know, French fr- – different kinds of French fries. You know, and then another one's making desserts. No, but well, you got to think outside of the box. Anyway, no, but, man. But success – Yes. You know, it, it's important. And, you know, how you measure your success is up to where you are in your life. Agreed. It's not always measured in your bank account. It can't be. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna end up driving yourself crazy, right? And I did. I drove myself crazy for many years, like chasing a dollar, right? Just chase that dollar, chase the eh, my man. I'd wake up, maybe have only slept for three, four hours, and I would hit the ground running, <coughs> cold calling, stopping at businesses, shaking hands, driving from one side of the city to the other, you know. And some days you wouldn't make a dime. You know, your phone would be dry as the desert. No, it's like we got we got approached with like a couple of different ways to like bring business into the company. Right. So me and Justin sat down. We talked about, okay, you got this way, this, you know, whatever, three or four different options. Right. And I weighed them out and it was like some of them were like very it would be like a lot of pressure. Right. On both of us. A lot on top of the investment. Yeah, on top of the investment. And then we decided, you know, it's not that, worth it. Yeah, we decided like it wasn't gonna be manageable. So then we said, okay, then we you, so you take those same things that is so like large, right? Right. And then we like, okay, let's trim the fat off that. Right. And then you find a, a more realistic entry level. Right. Right. So, yeah, n- not just a realistic entry level, but a manageable. Manageable, right. Because one For thing, me, realistic, like money-wise. Right, but the thing is, is you also want to be able, you know, you know, the office is only so big. So you can't just go, oh, well, I'm going to have like five employees working at home. You, you Then you need a supervisor to supervise all of them. Then we'd need a bigger office. You'd have to buy more well, I'm just saying Off, it just like didn't just, it just didn't work. Yeah, it just didn't add up. So you have to look at the whole picture when you're looking at like, oh, I'm going to go do this. That's why I always say like I see these companies like Toast and Stripe and other companies, you know, and they, they're you see them making tons of money, but they have no profit. Right. I mean, I don't know how they exist. They, they just keep taking venture capital, venture capital. So 
If you want to be on the podcast, we're looking to interview people on the podcast this year in 2024. So we're looking for people who are like startup companies. That's who we want to talk to. Tell us why you started your business. So maybe you've been in business for like a year or less and you want to come on the podcast and then we can talk about why you started your business and why you think it's going to be successful or how you are being successful. Yeah, man. I want to hear what your uh, definition of success is as well. I, I'm, I'm interested, uh, you know, anyway. But so, yeah, man, that's the pod. Success. Success. What does it mean to you? Success, man. Success. Yo. 2024. Smash that subscribe button, sub, subscribe button for us one time. Like and share to your people, please. That's all I got. Peace out. Carpe diem.